Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international or global news. Good morning in Israel. Up to 100,000 people have again been involved in protests across towns and cities over the weekend against the plans by the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to try and reduce the power of judges and against violence against Palestinians. Netanyahu's government is trying to push through a plan that would see Parliament overruling the judiciary. At the same time, in crime incidents in Israel this year, over 100 Palestinians living in Israel have been killed. Naeem Gina is an executive director at the uh, is a senior researcher at the Mapun Gubwe Institute for Strategic Reflection. Naeem, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen. Thank you. These protests have been going on for almost half a year. I mean, they've been going, I think, 23 weeks now. Is there any evidence that Netanyahu is listening? Um, very little. I mean, in, in March, he kind of delayed his, uh, his plans to pass these uh, pieces of legislation because uh, he thought that he wouldn't get enough support. There's some sense now that he might actually get the support he needs in, in the Knesset um, and doesn't need the opposition for it. So, um, no, it, it doesn't seem like he's listening as far as the judicial, uh, his so-called judicial reforms are concerned, and he might be pushing them, uh, at least one or two pieces of them, uh, through this week or next week. Uh, the other issue, as you point out, uh, the new issue that's come up in these protests for the past um, three, four weeks now, is the number of uh, Palestinian citizens of Israel who have been murdered and the, in the crime in uh, Palestinian areas within Israel. So, as you said, 102 Palestinians killed this year thus far. But uh, also a, um, a, a report that was tabled in the Knesset that said that in the five years from 2018 to 2022, in the uh, in, in in the Palestinian areas uh, or, or murders of Palestinians, only 29% have been solved, but murders of Jews, 69% have been solved. So there's a, a growing kind of uh, discontent not only among Palestinian citizens of Israel, but but among others as well about how this uh, crime is being treated. I suppose also among Jews, the concern that um, you know, many of these crimes are committed by syndicates operating in the Palestinian areas, which might spill out into Jewish areas as well. So just to be clear, are we talking about, we're talking about people in Israel, Palestinians living in Israel who are being killed, or are we talking about Palestinians in other areas? Because it's quite a complex geography sometimes. Yes, quite complex. No, these these figures are related to Palestinians uh, living in Israel who have always been living uh, in that uh, land and who are citizens of Israel. So it it doesn't include Palestinians who live in Jerusalem who don't have citizenship or Palestinians in the occupied West Bank or or Gaza. That's a separate matter. And uh, for the past almost six months, as you said, uh, that the protests have been going out uh, on, there has been quite a bit of resistance uh, from a large part of the protesters to include in their protest agenda anything to do with Palestinians uh, in the West Bank or Gaza uh, or in Jerusalem, whose houses are being occupied or uh, the attacks in Gaza and in the West Bank, etc. So that has not formed part of the protest agenda. Obviously, if it did form part of the protest agenda, I hate to say this, but it could actually strengthen Netanyahu among hardliners who support him. Uh, yes, it could. Although, I mean, the the scenario at the moment is that Netanyahu is probably 
uh, in that sector at, at the strongest that than he's ever been. So I'm not sure that he can strengthen much more than that. I mean, all the uh, even the smaller right-wing groups uh, are on his side. So there isn't uh, there isn't dissension in those ranks. He's gone as far as he can, basically. One presumes. Um, we, 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 we see essentially a society in Israel, I mean, in different different directions, of course, almost at war with itself. I mean, these protests have been going on for a very, very long time. Yet Netanyahu also has support. Um, it would seem that within Israel, and this is going to be very important for the Palestinians, but these divisions in Israel are going to have a huge impact on the society over the longer term. Absolutely. I, I mean, there are a number, you know, I mean, we often talk about uh, Palestinians and Israelis, but within Israel, there are a number of very important fault lines. Uh, the one we see now is the political one, and uh, and it includes part of the religious fault line in that uh, many of the extreme right-wing uh, supporters and coalition partners of Netanyahu uh, come from the, the religious community. Uh, so this is the, the, the one fault line, and uh, they have an, an, a number of uh, demands. Of course, for Netanyahu, there's also a very personal motive to uh, having this coalition, and that is that these so-called reform, judicial reform bills that he wants to pass, pass will protect him from, uh, uh, from being tried in court and, and being convicted and possibly going to jail. But uh, the, the political fault lines are there. And then, of course, there's also the, the religious fault lines uh, between those who are religious Jews and, and secular Jews. It's a, it's a big fault line that's not spoken about much. Even within the religious sector, um, there's a, a significant portion that is anti-Zionist, that doesn't believe that the state of Israel should exist, uh, religious Jews I'm talking about, and and uh, other religious Jews that are, for example, part of Netanyahu's coalition. So those fault lines are there, and some of them, not the religious secular ones so much, but the others, um, are, are what are being emphasized on the streets for the past uh, 23 weeks. Um, and in the long term, as you say, I think that, that the polarization around these factors will not go away, um, even if even if Netanyahu's government crumbles and falls uh, falls away, and there's a new election, uh, those fault lines have been emphasised in a way that I think that they will remain for a long time. Naim Jinnab, thank you very much indeed, senior researcher at the Mapungubwe Institute for Strategic Reflection. Really appreciate the insights. Twenty-eight after six.